Welcome, everybody. This is Marguerite Crescello today on Real Estate Real World. And I have been like sort of a mini stalking this guy for a while because I think he's been doing some really cool stuff. And I admire the heck out of him. Um, first of all, the fact that he has three daughters, I think that um, God bless him for having to raise three daughters. I raised five boys. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. Hoff Pratt began his career as an entrepreneur early on in life. During his high school days, he built his own lawn business and later sold it for five figures at the age of 20 years old. Who says that? That's so cool. After only three years as a real estate professional, Hoff produced over $20 million in sales. His success has only grown during his 10 years in the business, known more recently for his speaking events, which he's got a ton of them lined up this year. He has since presented over 1,100 sold-out webinars, online events, and conducted over 1,000 seminars in 45 states. He also offers personal coaching for fellow real estate professionals looking for the edge that will help their business soar. Haas and his team of certified coaches offer coaching programs such as Platinum One-on-One Coaching, Mastery One-on-One Coaching, Winners Circle Diamond Coaching, and Winners Circle Gold Coaching, varying in price from $67 to $1,000 and more. Said many clients, said by many clients, to transform their business into success by giving them practical prospecting techniques any agent would value. He continues to grow not only his own business, but many others that have turned his advice into their own success story. He was nominated for Real Estate Marketer of the Year for Listing Boss and has even written an ebook entitled How to Go from Zero to 30 Listings in 30 Days, a step-by-step guide for real estate experts. Hawk has even developed his own product for success, a listing boss, Hawk Pratt, Aspired Listing Bootcamp, Certified Pre-Owned Program, and the listing boss itself is a foolproof system designed to teach you how to magnetize and list 30 homes in a month. Wow. Combined with the expired listing boot camp, Hoss will share with you the secret to listing 25 FISBOs like he did in his first month in that product. He's got a ton more stuff. He continues to use his passion for business by coaching, speaking, and selling, allowing him to succeed in every opportunity presented to him as a nationally known authority in lead generation and conversion. Wow, Hoss, that's a heck of a bio. Man, I tell you, that's what I was thinking. I was like, geez, man, where's the time go when you're having fun? (laughs) (laughs) So tell me a little bit about your background. I'm actually super fascinated by your lawn business. Like, how did that come about? Because I love young entrepreneurs. You know what? It's funny um, because I've I've always been an entrepreneur since I was born. I I, I don't remember. You know, it, you said you uh, so you raised five boys. That's amazing. My mom raised four boys, um, and I'm about to go get her from the airport too. So I'm super excited about that. But uh, you know, you know, all my growing up, all my brothers were athletes. All they cared about was going out there throwing a football. All they cared about was wrestling. You know, I did sports growing up, but it was never my main focus. I only I wanted to go knock on the neighbor's door and say, hey, I want to mow your grass for 20 bucks, you know. And, and I've, it, it, I remember um, from my earliest memories from I was, the time I was five years old um, being that like that. I remember the time that my dad got the call um, when I, at work because uh, 
his boy Haas was going door to door selling Coca Cola cans for fifty cents. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like six years old at the time. I was super young, and he came home and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm, you know, and I was going door to door selling, uh, selling cokes. You know, and, and like That's I don't awesome. know. I think that yeah, and, and that grew into um, entrepreneurship. And in, my, in high school, I built a lawn service. I started from a, a white pages of a phone book. My junior year of high school, I this is you'll love this. In my junior year, high school, I grabbed the phone book, white pages, went through it, called the called. Um, I grew up in Missouri, Northwest Missouri. Called through the phone book, got eighty lawns. Oh my god! And um, my in my junior year, I had eighty lawns, and and, and I didn't even own a, a single lawnmower at that time. And I <laughs> and I went to the bank. And I said, and, I, and his name was David Lewis. I remember to this day, I call him the dream maker. And I said, Dave, I said, I need a loan. He goes, I can't give you a loan. He goes, why? He goes, you're not 18. I said, you have to. I need a business loan. He's like, well, what do you mean? I said, because I have 80 lawns that I have to mow this spring, and I need the equipment to go buy them. I don't have the money. He goes, you have 80 lawns? And I'm like, yeah. And he gave me the loan. And right then I learned oh how to God. borrow money. <laughs> and, wow. And he he gave me the business loan, and I uh, and so I started that in my junior year of high school, and um, I, I ran that um, through high school. Hired all my friends, didn't go to college uh, because I was doing that. Um, I had a, a millionaire uh, mentor at the time. Um, his parents, he was uh, super rich. His parents invented the uh, the, the hay baler, and um, he took. He, he was like the only. I was the only person he talked to. He loved me, and he saw something in me, um, and he just poured into me. So I was grateful and fortunate to have him as a mentor at a young age. And um, and and as I was mowing, I built that business. And he goes, "All right, it's time to move." I'm like, "Well, what do you mean?" He goes, "Well, because here's why." He goes, "Because you've already been successful at the first level." He goes, "What you need to do is now get out of your environment." And he goes, it's going to be the hardest one. It's going to be the most important thing that you do. And it's going to be, it's the number one reason why most people fail because they don't change their environment. And it's going to be the hardest thing you ever go through because you're going to leave everything. You're going to leave your friends. You're going to leave your business. You're going to leave your parents. You're going to leave everything and you're going to move. I go, where do I move? He goes, you're going to move to Texas. I go, why? He goes, because you belong in Dallas. And I go, why? He goes, because you can make a million dollars there. He goes, trust me, move to Dallas. I go, okay. Wow. And we jump on an airplane, and I've never been on an airplane at this time, right? And, and I was in my early 20s at the time, I believe, like 1920-something, 21 maybe. I don't know the time frame. But he said, we, we we jump in an airplane, we fly to Dallas, spend the weekend. And I said, I love it. I'm going to move here. Called my brother and said, hey, I'm selling you the lawn service. Um, I'm moving November 15th at 2.30 in the morning. I'm going to leave. And I and I and so I set the date which is something he told me to do. It was super important. So I set the date, went back, sold my business, and, you know, moved to Dallas. And uh, as they say, the rest is history. I mean, you know, I look at that like, you know, the, the, those people in my life, Marguerite, like him, like why did he end up in my life? You know, I don't – I don't, I can't explain that. I don't know that. You know, he's dead now. Um, but, like, there's always been people like that on my journey that have just guided me, you know, that it's been you know, powerful mentor-mentee relationships. Yeah, divine intervention somehow. You know, funny yeah, story, yeah, you, brought, right. you brought up the hay baler. When I was 14 years old, I wanted to make money, and I didn't know how to do it. And so I went out to the uh, – we lived out in the country up in Chico, in Chico, California. And I went out to the 
farms, and I asked the farmers, hey, is there anything I could do? And I must have weighed like a little tiny bitty thing, you know, like 85 pounds. Yeah. And the guy goes, well, we got hay balers. You want to learn how to drive one? I'm like, sure. So when I was 14, I spent an entire summer driving a hay baler. So funny that, that you know the guy that invented that thing. That's hilarious. Yeah, and, and you know it was, uh, and that's and that's, and I grew up the same thing. I grew up working on a dairy farm. I used to have to get up at two thirty in the morning to go milk two hundred and fifty head of cattle and go to school, and then you know at the, at, after school I'd have to go milk the cows again because you have to milk cows seven days a week, twice twice a day, every day. You know they don't care if it's Christmas. Um, so I I got a lot of you know a, a lot of that farm farm boy in me, um, and I think it's probably suited me as an entrepreneur just because of my work ethic. I think. Um, you know, I think I have a, a pretty strong work ethic, and I think it came from those roots. I agree. I think that a lot of that, you know, I hate to say that where society is, you know, it's different now, but I think there's still people that grow up with great work ethic. But when you have to get out there and people are depending on you, it makes a world of difference. And I think that that's the difference in many times between entrepreneurs, right, and that's right. And people that are getting some sort of an hourly rate or hourly wage. I heard a saying yesterday. Let me see if I can pull it out real quick. Um, I might not have it handy. Oh, I don't have it handy, but it was basically saying that entrepreneur. I mean, um, amateurs, you know, think that they're doing just fine. But professionals always worry about what they do because they know that their life depends on it. Right? Yeah. So, um, so let's go back a little bit to your story. I got distracted. Sorry about that. Um, That's is, part of being an entrepreneur, by the way, being distracted. I suffer from that all the time with a thought. You know, it's like we got to find the thought again. So, you know, I, I, I get it. <laughs> so, you know, I think that the the cool thing is, so, okay, so tell me this. You went to Dallas. Then what did you do? I got, um, well, I, I got, uh, I Came here. I actually came here to start a landscape business, um, and it was in the winter, November fifteenth. I left at two thirty in the morning. I had my suitcase and my and my TV and my truck, and I left town, never to go back. I really, literally left everything. It was the hardest thing. I remember I was homecoming king in high school. I had a successful business. I had tons of friends up there. I left everything, um, and and I say that because you, because to me now that was an important lesson. Like, you know that. Literally, I look back and there's just who's in my life now, right? That I left then, and I I, I can count on one hand, right? So, wow. you know, I think, uh, um, and I say that because that's a good thing, right? It's growth. It's part of our growth. We need always need to check our environment. Who's in our environment? Who do we surround ourselves with, right? Um, both friends and, and also uh, communities. And so I came here. And, and got in, uh, and I started, and it was in the winter, so I needed to make money in the winter, and I and I got a job selling, uh, doing marketing and promotions for um, the salon and day spa industry of all things. And what I did is I would, went door to door, and I was a door to door salesman, and, and and so I learned how to sell by going door to door. I did this, and I would knock on a hundred doors every day. I quickly. Um, figured out how to do it. I became the number one door-to-door salesman in the company, in the country. He's the top five. In fact, there was a guy from Denver. I tell this story. If you know Chris Pratt, the actor, um, uh, you know Chris Pratt, the actor, yeah, I don't know if you, if you know him, but uh, uh-uh. uh, he's, he's a, yeah, he's a big, he, if you Googled him, you would know who he is. But like, 
he was in Denver, and so we we, and we would always have two Pratts in the top five. It'd be Hoss Pratt, Chris Pratt, and I'd be like, are you? And they'd be like, are you the Pratt up in Denver? I'm like, no, I'm the one in Dallas. But it's funny that guy's now famous, and um, and I'd knock on a hundred doors every day, and I learned how to sell, and I learned um, and I learned uh, you know how to get people to say yes. I learned how to overcome rejection. I learned how to read people's body language. I learned tonalities and scripts and dialogues and the importance of the importance of a script, I had the same script I'd say a hundred times every day. It's the same thing. I could still say it today like I did, you know, 15 years ago. It, it's still the same. And uh, I did that, was successful at it, and then I met a guy uh, named Brad Korn, who was at the time um, I was uh, dating his niece. If you guys don't know Brad, he's a he's a heard him. trainer. Yeah, he's a pretty well-known guy, and he got me in real estate, and I uh, got in real estate – and then I went broke in real estate my first six months, uh, and I made all the mistakes. And then I discovered the phone, and I discovered prospecting for uh, FISBOs and expireds. And that's when everything turned around for me. I, I literally, my first year, I did $8 million and then, but all of that came from my second part of my first year. That's amazing. So, I, so one of the things that I wanted to talk about and is – in that first year or those first – like, what are some of the challenges that you had in that time? I mean, I know you said you went broke. What do you think the main reason you did go broke in that beginning part was? Uh, mindset. You know, I thought it was in, – in coaching now, I now have over 5,000 hours in one-on-one coaching. I've been doing coaching and consulting and speaking and having products and training agents. I sold my business in 07. So now on the other side of it, now helping agents, you know, uh, like – you know, the, the who I was back then, it's mindset. I did not put enough emphasis on prospecting and lead generation, and I should have. I did, I thought it was going to be easier. Um, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize. I didn't realize at that time how important how you can never take your foot off the lead generation and lead conversion throttle. It's got to be going all the time, and I think that. It's a blind spot that I had that a lot of other agents have to think that if you build it, they will come, and that's just not the case. I think that's why our industry has a revolving door. You've got to pick up the phone. You've got to go press the flesh. Man, you got to get out and get face-to-face with people, and you got to hustle hard. And if you do, it's a very rewarding business. If you don't, you're going to struggle. So what do you think, when you first started doing it, what did success look like to you? What did you think? I mean, I know you think you said you thought it was going to be easy, but I, I and, and you know I want to back up for a second because I think your story is so powerful because I think nobody learns until they get humbled, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so, in, you know, in going through that part where it didn't work out is what convinced you that you had to go figure out how to make it work. One of my favorite words is everything is figureoutable. Yeah. But you have to want to figure it out. Here's a, here's yeah here's a, and I'm a, for for the listeners this is good I'm going to give you the four levels of learning that I've learned okay and these are, there's there's four levels of learning and um, this is uh, and the number one is you don't know or number one is you don't know right so like there's right now like there's stuff that you just don't know there's a topic that you just don't know you don't know what you don't know the next level is no is now you know so you discover something you read it in a book you you know, you you hear it, right? You become aware. It creates the awareness, right? You learn, you know, this. You know, you hear it one time. Now you know. Next level is experience. 
and the third level of experience is where you experience what it is that you know. Um, and this is where, you know, like there's a lot of listeners, right? Let's say they hear it, they hear it, they hear, oh, I've heard that, I've heard that, I've heard that, or, you know, they've, you know, because there's not a lot of brand new information. A lot of us have heard information. The problem is, is most people and most agents have not experienced that information. And experiencing what it is that you know is really what it's about because you, know, you got to get it in it. I talked to a guy this morning, for example. He goes, my problem is I got, you know, systems. I'm at 10 million. I'm stuck at 10 million. I've been at 10 million for five years. It's systems. And he goes, and I go, no, it's not. He goes, what do you mean? I go, it's not systems. I said, thriving businesses thrive in chaos. I said, <laughs> you know, you think, yeah, like, I'm like, you think that, you know, I said, the problem is, is, you know, the, the most successful years I've had, it seems to most been the most chaotic years. Money thrives in chaos. I said, you're not going to systemize your way to and, 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 and automate your way through this process. I said, you need to think differently. And, and, and for him, it was, uh, you know, he was trying to figure it out before he got in it. And I said, you got to step and get in it before you figure it out, because until you experience what it is that you know, you're not truly going to know. And that's the last level, which is then it becomes a skill. And then once you experience what you know enough, it becomes a skill. And so for anybody listening, I would say, listen, experience it. You experience it. Talk to other people who have experienced it. And, and, right? And then – craft your skill. In sales, you know, some people say, you know, they hire me because I'm, I'm, I'm a great sales coach. Well, I am good at sales, and the reason is because I've knocked on over 100,000 doors, right? So I've got the, door, the face-to-face experience. Nobody, I, I, can, I can sell anything face-to-face. Why? Because I've done it so many times. I've experienced it so many times. I, can, I know if they're going to buy before they buy. Two is I've done, made over 200,000 prospecting calls. So now I've taken that skill of door-to-door to, let's, now you're not face-to-face, now you're on the phone. How does your tone change? How does your energy change? What's the, what's the offer? How do you get people to take action on a phone where they didn't face-to-face? And then it came to the kitchen table. I've done over 2,500 kitchen table presentations where now you're selling one to a few, right? Now it's, now it's you and a husband and a wife. How do you sell in that environment? Where do you situate them, right? How do you communicate with them? Who's in control? And then now in the seminars and speaking, I've you know like I've doing I've done over a thousand seminars where I've you know from anywhere from nobody in the room to five thousand people, right? Um, but like you know, it's selling from a stage is different than selling over the phone. And then yeah. webinars, right? So like I think of all the different ways you can experience what it is that you want to develop. You know, I think it's so fascinating the part that you were saying about you have to go experience first because, and I know that you've seen this a million times, I think the biggest mistake that I personally see agents make is they're getting ready to get ready to get ready to get yeah. ready, right? They're, they're not, not going to know the answers, Marguerite. That's the thing, right? Yeah, they, they will never know what they need to know until they start experiencing it. Yeah, it's like riding a bike. It's like I can describe you all day long how to ride a bike, and I can yeah. even show you videos on it. I can even, you know, teach you how to take the bike apart and put the bike back together and all the mechanics of it. But once you get on, you either soar or crash. <laughs> That's right. And then and then when you ride a mountain bike, you're going to learn the difference between that and a road bike and the different types of bikes. So, like, start just experiencing. And that's what I try to do is I try to get people to think and change their mindset in a way 
that they remove all fear and they go out there and they start experiencing what it is that they want to experience. And so what do you, when people come to you for, you know, your coaching and training, what is usually their biggest um, hang-up, I guess I would say? Like what what would you say is the biggest reason why they aren't accomplishing what they want to accomplish? I don't think people under, here, that's a great question, and, and, um, and, I didn't answer your original question, by the way, which was uh, what it is that um, the original question that you asked was what was it that I learned, I believe. And and it's the same thing, um, right? It's the same thing as when people come. It's like what is it? What is it? It's like right now you have people here listening to this, following you. What is it they're looking for? Why? Well, I like it because and I always I love doing this stuff and I love like you know talking to people like you and audiences like this because I love learning based people like you got to stay learning based you can't be the freaking know it all you know the know it all is always at a ceiling the know it all's income's always the same or going down right they're not growing and and I think you're either growing or dying you got to be growing you got to be learning you got to be becoming better and and through this and through this um, through this experience and through this process um i lost my train of thought where was i going with that um well the original question the original what do they want yes what What do they want want, the agents here's the question what are they looking for what does success look like so what do you want so if an agent says hey i want to hire you as a coach i'm going to say why like i talked to the guy today why and i didn't i and i'm not going to coach him because he couldn't he, he didn't I don't think he understood, truly understood this. But the thing is, is what is it that you want? What does success look like? I got in real estate. When I got in real estate, my goal was to never work a buyer. I've never worked a buyer in my life. And the reason was because I didn't want to work weekends. And I had my coach telling me, going, if you don't want to work weekends and you don't work buyers, what do I do? You focus on listings. And so all I did was focus on listings. Why? Because I didn't want to work weekends. All I wanted to do, I wanted to go to the lake on the weekends. I wanted to have freedom. You know, so I invested all that time during the week to build my listing inventory. And I and I look at this now and I see so much, you know, uh, so many agents going in so many different directions because the industry is going in, in a lot of different directions. Exactly. And I see people, like, they come to me and they're like, man, I want to build a business. I'm like, oh, you do? Yep, I do. Why do you want to build a business? Because I want freedom. Why do you think building a business will provide you freedom? Well, and they just automatically think that that's just the natural progression. There's a lot of different ways to build, to operate, and to do this business that will give you what it is that you want. The problem is is people aren't clear with what they want. Like for me, Marguerite, I don't like managing people. I've never had a job in my life, so like – I've never had a good manager managing me, so I've never experienced it to where I saw somebody else managing at that level, right? Yeah. You know, and and so as an entrepreneur, for me, I've discovered, I'm like, Huss, you're not a very good manager. Like, I, so <laughs> I'm not. So, like, I have to, but I have amazing people around me who are. Right. But here's one thing I don't want to do. I don't want to manage people. I want to do what I do. I want to live my dream every day. I, I want to spend time with my family every day. I want to come here and do, you know, my high leverage activities. And I want to, and, and I want to, you know, and I want to operate from my strengths, not try to, 
you know, improve my weaknesses, right, every single day to build something that I don't want. So what is it that you're building? And be certain that what it is that you're building will provide you with what it is that you want. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people who wanted freedom who built a, a business and they got a headache. You know, I think that that is is really interesting that you say that too because I I really agree with you that I think it's so important a that you get crystal clear on what you want, but also understand that that may change. You know, I I've been in real estate 23 years and my version of real estate and success has changed dramatically from the time I got in to the time that you know to where I am now. I mean, when I first got into real estate. I had three small kids. I wanted to try to figure out how to work around my kids and, you know, be home with them. And so I would work before they got up and I'd work during nap time and I'd work after they, you know, went to bed. And, you know, now my kids are, are grown. They're, my youngest is 19. And I want to, I want to back up for a second because I'm, I'm literally in San Diego right now. I drove down here for some speaking events. I live in Northern California and my 19 year old came with me. And one of the big reasons I brought him with me is because I had the same conversation that guy had with you. I'm like, you have got to get out. We grew, we live in a small town called Lincoln. He's lived here there his whole life. And I said, it's going to kill me as your mom. It's going to break my heart. But the best yep. thing for you is you need to get out of town. You need to go and, you know, explore the world and live your life. And it's going to be hard for you and hard for me. But um, I think that that is so valuable. So, I'm going to make him listen to this podcast because I think it's great. You know what? Yeah, and if, and, you, and if he wants, if he if he wants to pick up a phone and call me, I will help speak some wisdom into him from what I've learned through that experience too. And yeah, um, and, and good for you for encouraging that because you know a lot of parents love their kids so much they don't want to see them go away. Um, well, I figured if he's going to go somewhere, I'm cool with San Diego because there's a beach close by. So <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, that's right. So you can go to San Diego see your son. I see. Very strategic. There you go. I like that. I like but, it. But, you know, back to what we were talking about is, you know, versions of success just change. So you mentioned something um, before we got online when we were talking about people are comparing themselves, right? You want to dig into that a little bit? Yeah, so, like, Marguerite, you probably talk to people who are like, oh, I'm building, I'm scaling, I'm growing my business, I'm hiring this person, I'm doing that person, I'm, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm, you know, we're, 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 we're expanding, right? You hear a lot of the expansion models and teams growing and building, right? We hear a lot of that in the industry. And here's what I want, here's what I want to um, encourage everybody. It doesn't matter what the economy is. The great thing about being an entrepreneur is the fact that you, um, you are your own economy, um, you know, you are, you know, you don't have to participate in, uh, you know, in, in the economy the same way everybody else does. You know, in 07, 08, when the market crashed, I looked in the mirror and I said, Haas Pratt, you will not be participating in this recession. And I, and I, and I looked myself in the mirror and I made that commitment to myself. And I said, I, you, you will not participate in the recession. And, and I did not. And I made more money. I was more successful those two years than I ever have been. Why? Because I didn't participate in the recession, and I completely changed what it is that I was currently doing. And as an entrepreneur, you've got to always be willing to walk away and pivot at any moment, because the marketplace may require you to do it. It may like I've I've done it multiple times, whether it be when I left you know Missouri and I 
turned around, I pivoted and moved here and walked away from it all, walked away from all my comfort, walked away from what I knew. Or when I sold my real estate business and I said, I'm going to go be a coach and a speaker, you know, and I walked literally walked away from it all, pivoted. And hanging, not hanging on to what I had in the past, but looking at the future with full force going towards it. And I want to encourage you because to do that because through those experiences you're going to grow and you're going to you're going to become a better version of you at every pivot and um and embrace those things don't don't want the same business and the same you know the, the same thing your whole life embrace those and welcome those when one door when one door um closes a bigger door opens always and that's what I've learned I've learned that every single door that's ever shut there's been a bigger better bolder awesomer door that opens and as long as I'm always focused on moving forward, doing what I do, you know, it, it's, it, it always works. And I think that's just how life's designed. And I think that a lot of agents right now are looking at this going, what do I do? You know, there, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of uncertainty. You know, it, what's going to happen is this. Is in this marketplace, you know, and the, the, the thing is, is it doesn't matter what your Facebook friends are doing. It doesn't matter what your competitors are doing. The only thing that matters is what you're doing. And make sure what it, you're doing aligns with your life and what it is that you want for your life. That's it. It doesn't matter what everybody else does. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Don't pay attention to, you know, other people in the sense of, you know, I say comparing your insides to other people's outsides. Just because somebody has 50 listings and you have five, don't let that depress you. You know, don't think that just because somebody's doing 100 million a year that and and you're not that you think that you're not successful. You don't know what that person's dealing with. So they, you know, they they may be successful in business, but their personal life may be a disaster, and you would never want yeah. to trade places with that person, right? Like that's what I've exactly. learned. None of us are perfect. I, I always try to find the perfect successful person. I've never found them. Even the closest person I ever found that I, I felt like had everything dialed in. I'm like, man, because like, you know what I mean? Like not everybody has exactly. everything dialed in. Like, you know, just because you're good at business doesn't mean that you're successful in every area. And you want to look at success in all areas of your life. Business is only one part of it. Our family is another part. Our health is a big, big part. Our spirituality is a gigantic part. You know, all these things are important, and every one of us are, you know, are stronger in one area as a, you know, than another. And so, you don't when you're looking at somebody else or a business or you know an idea, you don't know all those things that you, you know behind the scenes that you don't know. So stay in your lane and just always focus on becoming a better version of you. You know, that is so powerful because I think, you know, especially with social media these days, you know, it's easy to look on Facebook and it seems that every real estate agent, you know, sells 100 homes a year and every loan officer has never had a loan denied and, you know, all this yeah, stuff that right. you see on social media. And, you know, it creates this place where, you think everyone has a better life than you, and that's right. when you when you take a moment and you look around at your own life and realize how incredibly blessed and lucky we are. I, I mean, I think the real estate industry is one of the greatest businesses on earth because you can have a different version of success. You don't have to be that you know person who's doing four or five hundred units a year. For many people, you know, like I said, when my kids were young and being able to just be at home and make an extra, you know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars to our household was uh, was fantastic. 
You know, yeah. so, you know, and then there becomes times where maybe you want to do the big numbers and grow big teams. But I, I caution people with the the teams and expansion. That goes back to management 101, which you already said you don't like and you're not good at. So I'm not expanding, you know, Margarita. Right? I build lifestyle business. So I mean. Exactly. But my, yeah. but my point was that's a caution for people to listen to someone like you who's done amazing who admittedly says, I'm not a great manager, so that's not my forte. I've got to find a different way. So if you are looking at those teams and expansions, you better take a good hard look in the mirror first, right, and see yep. if you are that management type person because I'm telling you that is all about managing people, all about it. At a, high, at a very high level, that's right. Yeah. Um, and just because, well, just because you, you're successful at sales, and here's the thing, there's skills that are different at every level. Like I've, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I like, I, I run a software company now, and I've, you know, I recently sold a um, my my software fuel, and I've ran, you know, mo- built gigantic customer support teams to run software. So I've seen this stuff, and I'm like, what have I built, right? And I'm looking at these different skills, and I'm like, man, just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean that you're you just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean that you are um, a manager. Just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean that you're naturally a leader. Just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean that you're a great business owner or business, you know, operating the business. You know, like you have to, like I'm a great entrepreneur. I'm a great visionary, but I've got to become a better. Right, I become better in those other areas. I become a a better business owner. Like I'm really good at it now, but like it's not my natural default, right? Skills, it's something that I focus on. I'm always, you know, I say I'm not a great manager. I'm better than most. It's just I'm not as, I'm a way better entrepreneur than I am anything. And, well, and I move really fast. And so for me, I know that I got to pass batons, not pass bowling balls. And, like, there's, the only way I knew that is by through experiencing it. And so, you know, there's, it's just being clear that at every level, there's different skills that are required at every level that you will have to um, become better in a, in a specific area. I, I so agree with that. I think that the more time you can realize, like, focus on your strengths. Like, what are your true assets and what, where are you the best? I know yeah. for me, I've also learned that, you know, I'm not the greatest manager in the world, but I love to do this kind of stuff. I love to talk to people and create ideas and come up with ways to build things and do things better. But, like, when it comes to systems, I was cracking up when you were talking about systems over there because I remember for the longest time I was trying to build these systems, and I think in my mind back then I thought, well, if I build the system, then I won't have to do the work anymore, right? That's (laughs) now the system will do will do the work. And what I forgot about is the part that someone has to run that system too, right? And so, you know, systems obviously and processes are valuable in a lot of ways. But the funny part was, as I'm sure you experienced this as an entrepreneur, as leaders, we love to build the system, but I'm not so great at following it. I don't know about you, but right. <laughs> I'll yeah, build I like it all the day long. Yeah. But most entrepreneurs are not great managers, and they're also not great business owners. They become great business owners from experiencing entrepreneurship at such, uh, consistently at a, a different level, right? It, you know, you earn that. You're not born with a great – you're not born as a great business owner. You become right. a great business owner. 
I agree, and I think probably the good skill we learn is how to get great people around us that can take care of all of those things. So, well, Haas, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about what you're doing before we wrap up. And I know that you said you're doing a lot of speaking events this year, and um, it's on my list. I want to come see you. I haven't got to meet you in person, so I want to make sure we do that. What, What you got going on? Well, I've got a lot. I'm going to be speaking around the country um, this year. I, I, I do a lot of speaking. Um, for the last three years, I've done my uh, conference recharge, um, which is our annual conference. So we'll be, um, you know, but the speaking is, you know, is going to be taking us around the country this year. So just be on the lookout, you know, and we'll be uploading some uh, some dates and that type of thing whenever we get them um, you know, on our website. We got the dates. We'll get all the everything on our website throughout the year. You know, so if, you know, it's hossprat.com um, if anybody's interested. Um, but what I what I would do is this. I would encourage people this is um, is understand that uh, that I believe that and why I do what I do is to live your it's to live my dream and I and I teach people so they can live their dream and everybody's dream is different. Right. Some people's dream is to make a million bucks. Some people's dream is to make thir- you know thirty grand a year and to have and to be home you know every day. Like everybody's dreams different. So, you know, what is your dream? And I want to share these three these three the three M's of living your dream. And it's number one is mindset. You have to have the right mindset. The only reason I'm talking to you today is because I think different. The only reason I'm talking to you today is because I, you know, I'm a student of mindset. I from the from the time that I was young enough, I realized I've always knew I was different. I thought different, right? I always knew that, you know, I wanted to become better. I always, I always, I always knew that I had to change the way that I think. And if you're not where you are, where you where you want to be, you need to change the way you think because it's between the ears. Uh, and I'm gonna. I'm going to share something. I'm going to read it because I, I read this. I read this actually to every one of my coaching clients this week, and I want, I'd like to share it. It's on mindset, yes, um, and it's and it's from the book Earl Nightingale, right? The book Earl Nightingale wrote called The Strangest Secret. Um, if you haven't checked it out, it's super awesome. It's old. It's this is like mindset 101 stuff, um, and and I want to share this because it's powerful. As you sow, so you, you shall reap. The human mind is much like a farmer's land. Suppose a farmer has some land, and in it is good fertile, and it is good fertile land. The land gives the farmer a choice. He may plant in the land whatever he chooses. The land does not care what is planted. It's up to the farmer to make the decision. Remember, we are comparing the human mind to the farmer's land because the mind, like the land, does not care what you plant in it. It will return what you plant, but it does not care what you plant. Let's say the farmer has two seeds in his hand, one a seed of corn and the other is a nightshade, a a deadly poison. He digs two little holes in the earth. He plants both seeds, one corn, the other nightshade. He covers up the holes, waters them, takes care of the land, cultivates it. What is going to happen? Invariably, the land will return what is planted. That is written in the Bible, as you sow, so you shall reap. Remember, the land doesn't care. It will return poison and just as wonderful abundance as it will corn. And so up come two plants, one corn, one poison. Now the human mind is far more fertile, far more incredible and mysterious than the land, but it works the exact same way. It does not care what we plant, success or failure, a concrete worthwhile goal, or confusion, misunderstanding, fear, anxiety, and so on. 
but what we plant, it will return to us. And I I want to share that because that to me is everything okay. in mindset, right? That's that's awesome. I agree a hundred percent. I've heard that before, but it but it had a little more impact today. So. Thank you. Well, you know what? I, I've read that. I, I read that. I've read that over 200 times. You know why? Because I need that in my mind, right? When I have a when I entertain a negative thought, I need to have the visual of a of a of an open cultivated field in front of me and me realizing what it is exactly I'm planning because I'm aware at a very high level, right? So let's be aware of what thoughts we're planning. Be aware of what expectations we have, and everything will change for you once you change what's between the ears and how you think. And then the next M is models. You know, models are important because you don't know what you don't know. And where this is where I help bring the most value to agents is I provide incredible models. I've got great systems. On my website, hosprat.com, we've got Listing Boss, um, Expire Bootcamp, Fizbo Assault. We've got incredible models that agents follow. And that's why coaching and mentoring and consulting is so important because you've got to have models to follow. And pick your model. There's a lot of models, but pick the model that aligns with what your success looks like. Pick the model that pick, pick a model that aligns and fits with everything else that you want to achieve that you're, you know, that fits what your personality, right? Find the model. And then lastly is massive action. None of those other two. If you have the great mind, you have a great mindset and great models, but without massive action, you will not live your dream. You, to live your dream, it requires massive action. Every day, massive action towards a proven model, thinking the right way, having a powerful mindset. And I want to share that because that's a for me is my formula for success. I think about it, I teach it, and um, you know I, I, I've discovered that those three things, if if you get them aligned, is how you can live your dream. That is incredibly powerful, and I I think if someone just truly followed those things, and you mentioned one other thing before we wrap up was yeah. that early on you got a coach, right, early on in your career? Yes. What made yeah. you make that decision? Because I think so many, I think so few do it, and I think that it is, without a doubt, in my opinion, the most valuable thing um, someone can do is to get a coach early on. The only thing better than a coach is a mentor. And, uh, and here's, what I, here's why I say that. You earn mentors. Um and it's uh, you know most most people Marguerite go their whole life without a mentor, right? Yeah. They do. They go their whole life without a mentor, and I want and I say this because I hired a coach because my mentor told me I had to, and that was the best thing. And, but I, I I want you to think of what I said in in this. Have you ever had a mentor? Yeah. Have you? And 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 I say that because I've had. Unbelievable mentors. I have unbelievable. I, I had a coach. I paid was you know paid seventy five hundred dollars a month. That's how much I paid my coach. He loved me so much. He eventually became a mentor. Now he doesn't charge me as much, right? <laughs> but <laughs> he, he, but mentors are earned. And here's what mentors do: they're people like you, Marguerite. People like me. People that have done it and seen it. And we see somebody who is was a was a version of us when we were younger. And we see that spark in them. We see their tenacity. We see their attitude. And we see their potential. And a lot of people have potential. All of us have potential. That's the first step is potential. But, like, if you want mentors, then be a, um, have a childlike curiosity for learning more 
and 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 surround yourself with people like us, people you know that that can help you, people in your in your world that you can you know that you can ask questions and say, you know what, I'd like to pick your brain on this, and then go apply it, and then go report back, you know, and, and say, look, it worked, I did this, and see how that those relationships will grow. I think that. Um, you know, mentors are for people who are learning based. The mentors come into your life whenever you, um, whenever you're seeking, because the finding is reserved for the seekers. I'll tell you right now. My coach told me. He said, "Haas, I've coached so many people, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. I've never met anybody like you." And he goes, "I've never mentored anybody. I've never had anybody. I've never met anybody that was worth my time to mentor like you." And that's those are powerful words to come from your mentor. And Every one of us need that in our life. Every one of us need our life team and those people that care about our success as much as we do. And I leave I, it with that because I think that's so exactly. powerful. I totally agree. I think that that's incredibly powerful. And if you have an opportunity to get a mentor, take it all day long. I mean, you know, start with the coach. Start with being that person that is really willing to do whatever someone tells you to do, and that's going to lead you to that person who just thinks, wow, I'm willing to put in the extra effort for this person. That's right. I totally agree with that. I think it's powerful. Well, Hoss, there's, not, not... there's not a lack of mentors. There's a lack of mentees. Oh, wow. You're right. I think you're right with that. That's so true. Yeah. It is because the student, when they say the student's ready, the teacher appears. So we need more students who are ready. Exactly. So get out there and get ready. Well, Hoss, you did not disappoint. You are extraordinary. And I'm so glad that we were able to spend this time together. I think you have some really powerful stuff and and you're quite impressive. So thank you for taking time out of your busy life and schedule and I, I'm looking forward to, to hunting you down and getting to meet you soon and maybe working on some other stuff together. Thank you very much for your time. And thank you, everybody, for listening today thank on you, Real Estate Real World. Please, please be sure to share on social media, and we'll be sure to post links to where you can get a hold of Hoss Pratt and check into his coaching programs and all the great stuff he has. So go out there and make it a great day. Thanks a lot, everybody.